1: Promo code oksis 15 okaysis
0: O-K-A-Y-S-I-S-1-5. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self-care, you deserve it.
1: Welcome to OKSIS. OK we are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related.
0: I am Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Okay, sis.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to OK Sis. How is everybody today? Hopefully good. It is Monday.
0: TGIM.
1: TGIM is our new OK Sis thing, and it's totally going to catch on.
0: A new week. I hope you are all rejuvenated from the weekend, um, and we are ready to bust out another episode for you guys.
1: Yes, we are. So we'll start with the word of the week. This week it is scintillate, which means to emit sparks or spark, and it is a verb.
0: Love it so, Maddie. What? Very magical.
1: Very magical, right? It's very inspiring. Mm. I just love the like the word is so cool. Scintillate,
0: scintillate. So you would? Can you use it in a sentence, please?
1: Yes. Um, Reading scintillates me.
0: Ooh. Ooh. I like the sound of that.
1: Isn't that cool?
0: So what are things that scintillate you? Obviously Um, reading. I was going to say reading, too.
1: Yeah, reading, like, a really good poem really gets me. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. a huge fan of Allen Ginsberg poetry and, of course, Leonard Cohen poetry. Those are my two favorite poets. So I would say poetry scintillates me a lot.
0: Yeah, I think the act of reading in general definitely. You know you're exposed to new ideas, to ways of thinking and patterns that you then um, that are then translated into your daily life, and it's a way to feel inspired and to make little changes.
1: Yeah. So what scintillates you, Mads? Uh,
0: you know, I was going to say I was thinking about this, and um, I think using Instagram as a conduit to inspiration rather than like a numbing mechanism that it can be sometimes. Um, But, you know, like there are so many times that I do browse uh, through my feed and I'm looking at, you know, different outfits or cozy interiors or coffee aesthetics or just like images that make my heart warmer when I view them. And then they inspire me to, you know, recreate those moments in my life. And um, whether that's through fashion or through making my room like an oasis for my myself um I do get that inspiration from Instagram as much as I you know you know I'm trying not to I'm trying to take away that that stigma I I shouldn't I shouldn't be sorry for liking Instagram as a way of inspiration
1: well I think what you really hit the nail on the head there is that we have the power to curate our own Instagram feeds. so if something on your news feed is not serving you or is giving you anxiety or making you feel less than like just simply unfollow like there's no time for that exactly I think like yeah, there.
0: Yeah, as much as you want to follow that model that is traveling around the world and making you feel like you have no worth and you are living a lesser than uh, spectacular life, then you know it is tempting to follow people like that. But I, I, I have gone into the habit of unfollowing people that have just made me feel. Um, like, I'm not living up to some sort of higher potential or, like, some unattainable life, you know, like, I, I can live a little normal, in my own little normal sphere, and that's enough.
1: Yeah, if it doesn't scintillate you, unfollow.
0: If it doesn't scintillate, unfollow. No, okay. That doesn't roll off the tongue.
1: Yeah, but it's, like, such a good message. I think that we can, I think Instagram is so powerful and has so many pros, and I love Instagram, um, but there are darks sides to it but we have the mm-hmm. right and the power to curate what we see and the information that we feed ourselves on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. I remember we had this conversation. I feel like it was a couple of years ago where people, you know, we were we were at a dinner party or something and people were talking about how you know, social media is so, um, taxing and it's, and it's, you know, there's so many negative aspects to it and it's ruining our self-esteem and our worth and all of this stuff. And like, you and I looked at each other, we we're like, we love Instagram. Yeah. Like we, we find like solace in it. Like we are happy within it. And I, and I, I don't know, like, I just never, like, of course, I've experienced some of the negative aspects of it, as I just said, like, following models or, or those types of things. But in the grand scheme of things, I I feel like it has enhanced my life for the better. Is that too big of a statement to say? No, I mean, Instagram
1: gives us a platform, um, especially with this podcast. Like, we find, find our listeners through Instagram, and Instagram gives people their business. I mean, the yeah. amount of growth opportunity and kind of careers that have come out of Instagram is insane. It's such a powerful tool.
0: Yeah. And also as I, I, but I mean, yes, the business side, but also as inspiration and as a way to connect and as a networking tool and as a way to discover and as a way, you know, it's like there, there are so many other use cases for it. And I, obviously the, there is a discussion that needs to be had around those negative aspects, but I don't know if we just like strip it down it's like, yo, you're just looking at pretty photos. Like it's yeah. just fun. I don't know. And I don't like to, you know, really go into the psychology of it because it's just like, if you just strip it down, like it's a fun tool, it's a fun thing to look at. And if you, it makes you happy. It makes you happy. You also
1: have a sticker on your phone that says social media harms your mental health. So talk a little yeah, but bit that's about more, that.
0: I, that's more ironic.
1: Okay. Got it. <laughs>
0: Um, okay. And then another thing that scintillates me is listening to stories of female entrepreneurs. I feel like I always get really, um, hyped up and reinvigorated when I listen to a really good success story. Um, especially one that hasn't followed the, the, you know, cookie cutter path that most business leaders have followed. Um, that usually like gives me a a, a sense of hope and a sense of, um, yeah, hope to, to maybe one day, hopefully one day. Uh, become a story like that on my own
1: and that's so cool because that's exactly what we aim to do here on okay we bring on different female entrepreneurs that have been successful in their field and we get to kind of deconstruct how they got to where they are why they got to where they are and what inspires them
0: exactly love it
1: O-K-A-Y-S-I-S.
0: Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about.
1: Okay, current fixations? I got a good one this week.
0: Ooh, okay, do you want to go first?
1: Yes, so I've been dying to share this current fixation with you guys, but I wanted to use this app for at least three weeks before bring it, bringing it it on to OKSIS. Okay um, so the app is called Mood Path, and this is for anybody – So I suffer from bipolar disorder, so my therapist told me I need to start keeping track of my mood on a daily basis. So I naturally went to the App Store and looked up a bunch of apps that help you kind of keep track of your mood on a daily basis, and Mood Path seemed to be the most user-friendly, the most um, kind of, uh, I liked the way it was laid out, and so I chose Mood Path, and I log how I'm doing three times a day, every day. And then after two weeks, it gives you a doctor's report of your mood and any patterns that might have come across. And this isn't just, I mean, if you are listening and you suffer from a mental illness, this is definitely an app that can really be useful for you. Because a lot of the times we don't even understand our warning signs, our triggers, um, our mood swings. We don't know how the ups go up and the downs go down. And so if you really sit and record it on a daily basis, just like a food diary, if you're going to a nutritionist, um, it helps you identify why you go up and why you go down or where your anxieties come from. Um, And of course, the best results are over months and months and months, so you really need to keep at it. But if you're just looking to improve your mood or maybe you're a little bit dissatisfied with life or maybe you're having some anxieties... I think this app can really help you kind of pinpoint where those triggers and warning signs come from. Um, and it's also just really nice to check in with yourself three times a day. It makes you so much more self-aware. Um, it gives you a heightened sense of who you are at any given moment. And it makes you sit and kind of reflect a little bit. Like, am I doing okay? Am I happy today? Am I sad today? Where am I at? And then you can adjust your day Kind of to the mood that you logged in.
0: Hmm. So does it not- does it give you a notification when you're supposed to go in and log? Yeah. So I
1: moves? think it's like every four hours or every like five hours or something like that. So it notifies you when it's time to log again.
0: Yeah, I'm. That's an overarching goal of mine is um, mindfulness, obviously, but. Just checking in. I think that's such an overlooked uh, action that we just don't do as a society. And when you do do it, when you do check in with yourself and there is some negativity around, or you're, you're feeling, uh, you know, not, you're, you're just sad or whatever, just recognizing it helps to relieve it. Yeah, I've and then found.
1: if you do like as you said being mindful that's the perfect word that I should have used for it. Um when you do check in with yourself and you are sad, you can then you then you have the option like okay, what do I do to turn mm-hmm. this around or do I sit and stew in this today? But if you didn't exactly. have that check in, you might not have even known that you were a little bit off balance. So exactly. I just think for the everyday person, this app is super powerful because it helps you be more self-aware and more mindful on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, mindfulness is definitely something I struggle with. Um, I have a gratitude journal that I, that I uh, use every morning, and uh, it says one thing that you're going to let go of today, things that you're grateful for, and then things that you're going to work on, you know, that day. And every, <laughs> literally... <laughs> I don't think there's been one entry where I don't say remaining mindful in my actions, in the way I speak, in my work, in my relationships. like Just really, really remaining present and and remaining present with the task at hand. I get really swept up and uh, overwhelmed, and my mind is usually not in the space that it's supposed to be. Um, I find. So yeah, mindfulness is definitely something that I am um, can struggle to obtain and also just are am constantly working on.
1: That is so cool that you keep a gratitude journal because that's one of my biggest tools in my toolbox. I'm sure you know this about me, Mads. Like expressing mm-hmm. gratitude is the one thing I go to every single day. It's like the mm-hmm. best way to be mindful and the best way I remember I was managing a team of girls in an office and the vibe one day was just off. Like it just wasn't working. People were feeling weird. Honestly, I think it was after Trump was nominated and I stopped the day. I told everyone to put their stuff down and we went around the room and we listed three things we were grateful for. And by the end of the round, the energy in the room completely shifted and we were ready to go back to work.
0: Yeah, because you realize that you have such amazing things in your life, and you forget about them. And it's really powerful to take a couple moments and be like, oh, wow, I live in a fucking beautiful apartment in one of the best areas of, of in L.A. I get to walk to, like, a cute bakery. Like, I don't know. It's just like – and I think what kind of scares people about gratitude journals is they think that they're supposed to, like, make really overarching yeah. – um, acts of acts of or expressions of gratitude so like my health or my my you know just like really big things but no what I do is really really small um small things that I'm grateful for that that are usually overlooked and those are that's I think what makes more of the long-term you know, happiness is to really recognize recognize those little things and and to be truly grateful for them, not just recognize them, but just to be like, oh, wow, this is something that makes me feel so good and I'm so happy that it exists in my life.
1: I love that so much. I cannot agree with you more.
0: Yeah. Okay, so my current fixation is whoever runs the J Swipe Instagram account, okay? I just need to give them a huge shout-out because – It is consistently on point with the Jewish humor and it never fails to put a smile on my dating app for Jews. Um, And whoever runs their Instagram is just so fucking funny. So here are some some posts that I would like to share. Truly feels like we're the chosen people when high holidays fall on a weekday. (laughs) Um, Double tap if your first kiss was at sleepaway camp.
1: Oh my god.
0: To life, liberty, and the pursuit of jobbiness. Imagine if Moses used GPS and Siri was like, you will arrive at your destination in 40 years.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I wish my metabolism worked as fast as my anxiety. Yes. And and then the caption is, I would be so skinny.
1: Yes, that is so good.
0: And God said, let there be light. And it was lit F.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And then one is like um, a picture of a shofar and says, blow me
1: oh my god they're killing it it's
0: unbelievable it shows up my feet i just crack up because you know i'm all about jewish humor making fun of like being jewish kind of uh, not making fun of being jewish but like making fun of of the of just like the caricatures of, of judaism and it's just oh my god it makes me it just laugh so hard i love it um so, yeah, that's my, that's my current fixation. And I, I've been trying to figure out who runs their social media. Like, I've looked on LinkedIn. Like, I can't find this person because when I started a company, this person is running my Instagram.
1: Okay, if they're listening, we love you and reach out to us.
0: Yes, let's collab.
1: Let's collab. J-Swipe and mm-hmm. OK Sis.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay, also one thing I did want to discuss. So, I'm reading this unbelievable book um it's called 101 essays that will change the way you think by Brianna Wiest hmm. Wiest I think it is um it's so weird I was just in like this little cute bookstore and um in San Francisco with my best friend Mariah and I, <laughs> this is so bad but like I was look I was taking essentially photos of all the books that i wanted and then was going on to amazon and putting them in my cart, um, which is really really bad i know i should be supporting local and uh, like indie bookstores and mariah like yelled at me she's like you need to buy one of these books it's not fair no, 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 Like you love this bookstore and it won't be a business unless you support it i was like okay fine so i just bought this book i really i i, I don't know why it just like kind of resonated with me it's really i mean it's i mean no pressure like 101 essays don't change the way you think so, so it was funny when i bought the book the the um, lady who was working in the store was like i i hope it i hope it changes the way you think like i hope you know like Wait, good luck it, or something like that is that it is
1: 101 cute. essays by the same woman or is it different yeah. people
0: yes so she's a philosopher and um, it's it's all by her and so for instance let me just give you i just want to read this one part so this is the first essay in the book is called Subconscious Behaviors That Are Keeping You From Having the Life You Want. And one of these subconscious behaviors is you extrapolate the you extrapolate the present moment because you believe that success is somewhere you arrive. So you are constantly trying to take a snapshot of your life and see if it can be happy yet. So just to expand on that she says You convince yourself that any given moment is representative of your life as a whole because we're wired to believe that success is somewhere we get to when goals are accomplished and things are completed. We're constantly measuring our present moments by how finished they are, how good the story sounds, how someone else would judge the elevator speech. We find ourselves thinking, is this all there is? Because we forget that everything is transitory and not one, and no one single instance can summarize the whole. There is nowhere to arrive to. The only thing you're rushing toward is death. Accomplishing goals is not success. How much you expand in the process is.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah. So like, this really really resonated with that's me that's kind of
1: what we were talking about with mindfulness
0: exactly so you know I I feel like I, I feel like a lot of the things she says like I already kind of know like they are just things that make sense but if you really but you need the reminder yeah it's something I hear time and time again like you know, you know, the, you know, the saying like success is or happiness, is not the destination, it's the journey or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, people say this time and time again, but it never really sinks in. Um, I've always been a person that, um, prioritizes current happiness over, like, I've never seen happiness as a destination. I, I never really understood that that logic. Um, I don't get why people would want to sacrifice their happiness now to be happy later. Like that doesn't really make sense to me. Um, like people who like quote unquote suffer for two years in the workplace in order to get the job that they love. Like that never, that was never my path. And I never understood people who thought that way. Um, but you know, just like coming back to the idea that how I feel right now, whether it's good or bad, is transitory and it's fleeting and it's not a macro representation of my life as a whole. And although at the time it may feel that way, you just have to remember like, no, this feeling is going to go away. And it also isn't a, it, you should not be blowing it up to, to uh, make sense of your whole life because of this one bad day that you're having, you know? So like just coming back to that logic and line of reasoning has helped me to let go of certain fears or just like negative emotions that oscillate throughout my day, you know, just like, again, taking inventory. I love that. Just checking in and, and reminding yourself that, you know, this is not.
1: Yeah. And I think that what I tend to do is like, let's say I have goal a, I hit goal a, and then I don't, bask in that feeling i'm just worried about goal b and so what i've been working on lately is feeling really good about where i am in this given moment and i can confidently say that i fucking love my elevator pitch like i am at a point in my life i know i'll grow I'll know I'll continue to grow. I know more things will come my way. But for now, I've been really focusing on being super mindful and grateful for what I have and proud of myself. I think that's also something that we don't do enough. We don't take pride in ourselves. And so I think that's also something that links in with mindfulness.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's something I struggle with, definitely. Um, Being proud Mm -hmm. of things I've accomplished, I definitely – I I don't know I always I always feel like not read my potential. There's so much more of me to give, um, which is a good thing because it drives me. But yeah, like you need to be proud of the things you've done so far, mm-hmm. even if you haven't accomplished things that you you're setting out to do. You have gotten somewhere. You are somewhere right now, and in it, and it's a great place to be. So just like be be happy for, for the steps you've already taken. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, what you just said literally. Okay. So this is another, hold on. Let me see then. Okay. So this essay is called breaking your upper limit and how people hold themselves back from real happiness. So one of them says many people are afraid that being happy equals giving up on achieving more. So happiness is in an, in an essential form, acceptance, It's arriving at the end goal, passing the finish line, letting the wave of accomplishment wash over you. Deciding to be that way every day can make it seem as though the race is already over, so we subconsciously associate happiness and acceptance with giving up. But the opposite is true. The path to a greater life is not suffering until you achieve something, but letting bits and pieces of joy and gratitude and meaning and purpose gradually build bit by bit.
1: Oh, I love that. Okay, so I'm almost done with my book that I'm reading right now, 1Q84 by Murakami, which is like 1,200 pages. Um, and I need a new book, so I am definitely picking this one up. You
0: you need this book. It's – it's. oh, my God. I, re- I read – I read every sentence like three times because I love. I want it to like wash over me and sink in. It's amazing. I feel like this
1: could potentially be the OKCIS pot, um Bible.
0: Bible, love it. <laughs> um, okay, so let's transition. Um, so we're gonna t- talk about the current state of the world that we are in um, and the big moment of history. A lot. I mean, all of you know um, about the Kavanaugh. Uh, and Christine Blasey Ford situation um, case and how, and over the weekend, Kavanaugh was appointed to sit on our Supreme Court. And, you know, the way I see it, there are three takeaways here, right? So like putting aside his fitness to be a Supreme Court judge and, you know, his proven merit that, that goes into this position, his confirmation has sent the message that a woman's experience and credibility are inferior. And, and, you know, this moment in history is saying your assault doesn't matter. Your story doesn't matter. Your bravery to speak up doesn't matter. And women are going to see this and think, you know, well, nothing is going to result from this or nothing is going to shift from this. Why would I put my life and reputation on the line to speak up about an unsolicited injustice that i experienced right so putting aside like what this role in our country is and like whether he's fit for it or not you know it's sending a greater a a bigger message to to women everywhere um so it's disheartening it's you know it's troubling and um it's definitely a step back from any progress we've made over the past year um but uh, my other takeaways are, second one is the perpetuation of the aggressive male archetype. You know, we see time and time again in positions of power, and it's been a year since Me Too. and It has been a uh, year
1: it, since Me Too?
0: Yeah, it's been one year since wow. Me Too, and it felt, felt like we were making progress towards unraveling that archetype, right? Like we were just trying to make room for other images of power and other ideals of power, but what this whole moment has been telling us is that rage and masculine energy still dominate, you know, more, more so than we anticipated, I think. And there's a lot more that still needs to be done in order to make room for those other, those other ideals of power. Um, And then the third takeaway is that, we now, you know, taking gender aside, um, just like the state of the Supreme Court, we now don't have a swing vote. So that means that any momentum we had towards passing like progressive liberal initiatives uh, may be overturned. So Roe v. Wade, abortion, um, gay maybe gay rights, you know, all of these really mo- monumental and and great initiatives that have given, you know, so much access to a lot of people, are, are probably going to be overturned in the coming years, which is...
1: Well, I, I wouldn't tr- say probably. I would just say they have a good chance. Or, good or chance. the issue might come up. I don't know if the word probably is correct. The issue might come up where he might try to overturn certain and, advancements that we have made.
0: Right, yeah. So it's hard. Um, it's hard to feel hopeful. It's hard to, um, like his- you know... People, you know, it seemed like there was this, um, you know, like revel not revelation, but it just it felt like men were starting to be like, oh, okay, like we hear you, you know, yeah. and it doesn't. It feels like that just kind of got pushed to the side here in this case.
1: Um, to be honest, like i feel a little bit numb about the whole situation um
0: to be honest like i i i was not surprised that he got he got confirmed like i i i was actually expecting i i also to uh uh get reelected. i you know it's wait
1: can you say that one more time you cut out
0: Oh, sorry. I also think that Trump is probably going to be reelected in twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, that's a big yeah. possibility because the Democrats don't have a a good person in, in, in the waiting wings. Right. I mean, and for I me, know, like, for me, like, uh, I, and I maybe this might be controversial, but for me, if he just admitted to it and said I was young and stupid, and I've learned, and I'm married, and I've overcome this, and I'm going to work. To make sure this never happens again to another woman, and that's going to be at the forefront of my, of of my position here. I would have at least had some respect for him.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, um, that that he would wouldn't have, have he wouldn't confirmed have, yeah. that he was a sex offender. That is, you know, and that I I think I think admitting to that would have definitely ruled him out as being fit for the Supreme Court. You cannot be a sex offender uh, and, and be in, like, the highest court in our in our country, so...
1: Did you see the... Uh, um, you saw the SNL, uh, last yeah. week's SNL? Yeah. It was so good with Matt Damon.
0: Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, you need to watch last night's SNL. Um, I know, I really need they, to. So, so, last week, when Kanye was on, he went on a rant about... Um, Trump being pro-Trump, and um, he wore his MAGA hat the entire episode, um, and he was saying like people, the SNL cast members were were bullying me backstage, saying I can't wear this, and and SNL is like so liberal and da da da, and like I, I resonate regardless of policies, like I resonate with Trump and whatever. And then last uh, last night, Pete Davidson on Weekend Update just like ripped him to shreds. I <laughs> have was... to see it. Okay, you have to see it. I'm going to watch like it puts tonight. on a hat that says, that says, make Kanye 2006 again.
1: Oh, that is so good.
0: It's so good. I want that hat so bad. It's so true. It's like, Kanye, just fucking shut up and give us good music. Like, stop this.
1: Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate because you and I were super big Kanye fans, and now it's I just hard to a- back I him mean, up. I it's
0: so hard. Like, I... His last album, I wanted to hate it so bad. And a lot of people, it's just, it's so hard. Um, It's so hard because that was, he he literally dropped that album right after he said slavery was a choice. And it was just like, God damn it. Where does
1: he come up with these things? Where does he come up with these things?
0: I have no idea. Well, he was on drugs. So essentially what happened was he got, um, a tummy tuck i think or some or liposuction uh he was like you guys all made me feel fat and like i did this for you and then i was on opioids like painkillers after the surgery and then he just got addicted to them and that's when he like went crazy and visited trump and he canceled his tour and then he visited trump right after he got elected he like dyed his hair uh bleach blonde and then um and then he, yeah, then he was he was on drugs essentially, and then and then he said all those crazy things. He tweeted a lot, and then then he kind of went away, and then he just came back to Instagram, and he did that whole video uh, talking like essentially to Drake, like because apparently you know the song Kiki, Do You Love Me and My Feelings by Drake. Yeah, um, people are speculating that Kiki is Kim. So Kanye just went on this, like, rant. Not rant, but just a a talk to Drake on Instagram, I guess.
1: Oh, my God. Um,
0: And he was saying, like, you guys, I'm I'm not on any drugs anymore. So, like, my mind is clear. And then he does this on SNL. So it's like, dude. And, um, you know, Pete Davidson is like, I suffer from a mental illness, too. And, you know, like, just because you're mentally ill does not – Give you the right to be an asshole. Yeah, one hundred percent. People were clapping like crazy. You have to watch it. I'm going to
1: watch it. it tonight with my husband.
0: Yes, you gotta, you gotta with your husband.
1: With my husband.
0: <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I do want though to, um, I think um, in our next podcast we're gonna, I'm gonna put together a list of actionable things that people can do. Um, I know that ever, obviously everyone needs to register to vote and, um, maybe, maybe like some really good, uh, guides that, that you can educate yourself on, um, voting in the midterm elections, because I know that it is kind of like overwhelming and there's a lot help people like in more digestible ways to learn about what you're voting on and and inspire people to get out and vote because we we can talk about this all we want and we can complain and we can be frustrated but if you want to see change you have to put in some work to get educated about the situation and then make and we're so privileged and we're it's amazing that we get to do something to make change you know and I think um I think we, people just don't do it because they, they're not educated on, the, on um, the policies that they're voting on. So I think in the next ep- episode, we'll give, we'll give some, um, some tips about, about what to do, um, some next steps that you can take.
1: I think that's an amazing idea, especially since we are such a women-centric podcast. We obviously support women's rights and women's health. And if we can be a platform to help inspire others to get involved and to make a difference, I think that that would be super, super awesome. So we will have that for you next week.
0: Perfect. Anything else?
1: I think that's it, guys. That's it, sisters.
0: That's it, sisters. Have the best week of your life. Write some things down that you're grateful for. Be mindful. Remember, Remember that negative emotions are transitory. You got this.
1: And we love you.
0: We love you.
1: Okay, bye, sisters.